Okay, good morning. Today's class is Levinishmat Simcha Sophia Bat Rivka. May her soul have an aliyah. Also, Shiduch Parnasa, clarity, health, wisdom for D- D- Diana Naomi Bat Rut, health, happiness, and clarity for Eliyahu Elias Bat Luisa Leah. Also for Muriel Simcha Bat Simcha, thanking Hashem for the classes. May Hashem give her more Muna Bitachun Dat and for her and her six children. Okay, also today's class is also, this class is also Lushma Yochmil Daniel Ben Gedalia, Etzil Ben This class is also Fortunately Shalem Rosham Ben Yal Ben Chana and Daniel Ben Sarah, and Success in Yashamayim of Elisha Varua, Gadiel Ben Shavah Shavah Shavah, Emel Elisha Rina Makhmubasha. And it should be also for this, that my wife should find her wedding ring. <laughs> that should also be in that merit, God willing. We should merit a Yeshua. Okay, so today's class. We're going to talk about the fact that my wife lost her wedding ring. So I'm trying to explain to her that everything is good. But the language has to be a little bit better. When somebody loses a ring, somebody gets into a car accident, somebody breaks a leg, you can't tell me, this is good. This is good. They're going to tell you, what the, what the hell's wrong with you? What do you mean this is good? How could this be good? So we're going to talk about Lesson 65 a little bit and connecting to this. Rabbi Nachman is encouraging us that we should be joyful, not because everything is good, but because we can see the good in everything. So that, that's really the attitude. Not that you could see everything is good, but you could see the good in everything. That's really the key where you have to get to. You lose money in the market, there's good in it also. And, and this is an area of our lives that you know, sometimes you know, getting robbed or making a mistake is, is the greatest lesson in life. And, and this is where I just want to talk to you about pretty much what happens when you surrender, what, what, what Rav Nachman is telling us to, to do, and how really, really, how to get these situations really to get into the solution. Like remember, our job really, like Rav Nachman says in Lesson 74, is that Abraham gave birth to Yitzhak, right? Abraham represents mercy. He gave birth to Yitzhak, right? Yitzhak represents judgment. Abraham represents mercy. And then the solution is obviously Yaakov. Yaakov is a solution. Yaakov is the dot. Yaakov is the consciousness. Yaakov represents Torah. That is the solution to see everything as one. Every single day when we're trying to make the name Yudke Vavke, which represents mercy, and Elohim, which represents uh, justice, which represents hiddenness. This is where all the problems are in life that we don't see in the name Elohim, 86. And that our job really, really is to make it all one. This is what a moon is about. So again, not that saying that everything is good, saying that I don't understand it. I don't understand it, but I can see there's got to be good in it. And our attitude towards any situation, and we see this all the time, the famous line we, I always say, God has to break your heart to save your soul. Is the breakup good? Probably not. You don't feel, you don't see the good in it. You'll see it one day when, when you're remarried, but you don't see it good at that time. So how do we really transcend and how do we really get to that moment where we can see everything is good, etc. And this is where the, there's a process to this. There's a process. And Rav Nachman, just, be, be, just to tell you what Rav Nachman went through in his own life. Um, Rav Nachman had, he had eight children. He had eight children two sons and six daughters. Both sons and two of his daughters died in infancy. So you could just see the, the tremendous pain Rav Nachman had. Or earlier childhood. One of his four remaining daughters, one died childless, and his grandchildren also suffered tremendously. Every single time he would give a, a certain teaching, there was a book called The Burnt Book that they told him, if you do not burn that book, you're going to die. So basically, his students had to go burn the book. There was one book that was never published. It's called 
the burnt book. The more, the higher the revelations, the, the, the greater, the greater, the greater suffering he had to go through. So this is, this is where, you, we don't understand it, but he, he said many times, we cannot understand the incomprehensible ways of God. So if, he's, if Rabbi Nachman is telling us we are not going to be able to understand the incomparable ways of God, like my wife losing her, I have no idea why that happened. Am I going to sit there and say, my fault, your fault, this, nanny, who, who knows? What? The bottom line is, we have to see the good in it, and there's got to be, obviously, it could have been something worse, it could have been this, who, who knows? Who knows what it is? But this is your attitude to stay sane in this world. Obviously, what, what causes the ego is always into rationality, the ego is into why, the ego is into... Uh, how come? The ego will get you into a victim mode before you flash of an eye. It doesn't take much to get into a victim mode. It's almost gravity. You get into a victim mode. But you need to go completely into the opposite of the gravity of going into the victim mode is going into surrender mode. The complete opposite of a victim mode is surrender mode. Surrender mode is bittle. Is what we're gonna, we speak about this all the time. So letting go, we can't let go practically. We have to close our eyes. You see, that's the difference where I'm trying to really really trying to find the technicalities of letting go. People, okay, let it go. It's very hard just to let go on a conscious level. Letting go, Rabbi Nachman's saying here, is no, you have to close your eyes to a much bigger picture that's happening. See the difference? The other world will tell you, let go. Just let go. Let go to what? What am I going to let go? Let go. No, let go in a moon. Let go by elevating the situation. There's something much bigger happening that we do not see at the present situation. We do not see what's happening in heaven. There could have been a decree. I'll take the ring instead of getting, God forbid, this. We have no idea. We have absolutely no idea what God's ways are. But we have to always recognize that there is good in that situation. There is good in the situation. And this is where, for us, uh, my job is, is to get people not to lose their consciousness and not to fall in that state Excessively, Rabbi says in the same Torah, which is Lesson 65, which is probably my, my, this is the Torah that when my son passed away, really I, I was just absorbed in this Torah um, and just got, went into Bittu. That's why I was able to, to process it so, so quickly and, and recognizing there's a much bigger picture. But this is definitely the Torah where, where, you, where you find meaning in suffering, suffering goes away. And the meaning of, this, of, of her ring could have been, it could have been, again, again, we have no idea. But we're not going to resist and, and, and be stuck in a, in a victim mindset. That's not the answer to anything in life. The answer is to turn it over to God. And well, what does that mean? You don't have to comprehend everything. And this is where humility is so important in every single trial that we go through. Your humility is extremely dependent. Our sages tell us that there's three basically types of suffering from God. The first one is either to wake you up or to, to get you to motivate you to repent. The second one is the, to cleanse you from that, that punishment you had, right? And the third one is the highest level of suffering that God visits and gives a guy an increased reward in the world to come. So this is why Sadiqim, they were very precious, their suffering was very precious to them because they knew there was, they were getting more of a portion in the world to come. T today, you're going to tell a guy, by the way, you suffer, you're going to get a good portion in the world to come. He's like, no, 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 I'm not interested in the world. I'm not... <laughs> get rid of my pain. And, and that's because we, we felt we, we have fallen to such a low level. So Rabbi Nachman says in Lesson 65, in truth, there is no evil whatsoever in the world. Everything is only good. Now, what, what, what does this mean practically? Your job in life is really to recognize that 
evil is not separated from good. Because ultimately, if evil was separated from good, it would be two different things. It's not. Evil just covers the good. What evil does, it covers the good. A person's not evil himself, but he just has a, has a, a shell of a, of a darkness on him. But the person inside, that's why you really can't hate anybody. Because you have to recognize they're limited, they're, they're being, they're, they, they have a klipa, which is a, which is a husk. But the inside, the essence of a person is really good. And this is why we, this is how we also have to, because we all come from our creator. We all come from, we're all, we, we all have a portion of, of, of him inside of us and we're all co-creators. So that's why you have to judge Shavius. The problem is, is you're only looking at the evil. You are not looking at the good in that situation. But in truth, Rav says, there is no evil whatsoever in the world. Shmuel, welcome back. Thank you. Everything is only good. But we can't see it. That's the whole thing. The pain a person experiences is because of his suffering. God forbid, is only, listen to this, like I, I tell you all the time. The reason why a person goes through suffering is only because his awareness has been taken away from him. That's the bottom line. Your awareness is taken. So this is why, this is a very, very deep concept. When I look at my past and I see myself, how in the world did I get into gambling addictions? How in the world did I get into this world with... With, I said, oh, I had to learn all that to be able to help people. Now, would I have seen that right at that time? No. I would never have seen it. You, I, now I get, I get it. But even the past, my awareness was taken away from me. When a person sins, sometimes his awareness, sometimes he goes through, he falls and he goes through horrific situations or he suffers sometimes. It's not that a person, it's God takes away your awareness. He takes away your awareness so you should experience suffering sometimes. So you have, maybe you have to go through a challenge to learn from it. But sometimes the, that, that situation, that's why we sometimes we say, well, I know what to do. I just didn't know, I, why am I so lost? It's because, very simple, the suffering is, your awareness is going to take, believe it or not, which is a very crazy concept, in the spirit, in, if you're not spiritual, to understand that God could take away your awareness. And if you people do not understand that concept, they, they can't understand how that could happen. Yes. God controls your brain. <laughs> he could take away your awareness in a minute. And who did he do? He did it to David Melech. He says David Melech was too great not to, to sin with Bathsheba, but he took away his awareness so he should fall just to teach, the Gemara says, just to teach all of us the power of tshuva. The Jews also, the Jews were, were too great to sin with, uh, with the golden calf. But what did he do? He made it on purpose. They should have sinned. So it teaches all the, the, the greatness of coming back. So now this is where you have to start forgiving yourself from the past. Because sometimes these sins, there's hol- there were holiness to sins. This is why our sages tell us when we come back, we come back much stronger and the sins become mitzvot. Because at the end of the day, God had to teach you a lesson. God had to teach you a lesson. So sometimes it takes aware. The world, that's why you're suffering. That means two people can go through, two, two people can go through a car accident or two people can go through a breakup. One person is completely happy and the other person is suffering beyond words. It's because that person, is, their, their awareness is not taken away. Now, how do you get your awareness taken away from you? Number one, you, you, you resist it. You're not happy with the outcome. You don't, you don't like what's happening. So what happens? You're, now you're already connected to the name Elohim. You're connected to Teva. So what we should do is you need to learn how to, how to, how to surrender. Number one, if you're married, you need to learn how to surrender. Because if you're looking at any logical 
marriage is not logical. There's no, nothing logical about marriage. Otherwise, we'd be keeping score. What's the score? 51 to 7, 81 to 1. There's no logical. There's nothing logical about that. So this is what God forbid is only because of a person's awareness is taken away from him so that he's able to focus on the ultimate purpose, which is good. It is then that he feels the pain and the torment of suffering. When he possesses his awareness and focuses on the ultimate purpose, he doesn't feel the pain. This is the number one reason why people use drugs. What are they really doing? They're actually going into surrender. But they're going it through without earning it. They're not surrendering to God. They're just surrendering to a place where they don't feel pain. But if they surrender to God himself, to, to, to the Tachlis, and they see everything is good, then, and this is the experience why surrender is needed. Because surrendering basically takes the batteries out of the ego, and it gets you into a place where your awareness will come back to you. And the awareness comes from you looking at the bigger picture. This is why we say, look at the bigger picture, look up. Rabbi Nachman tells us here that when a person perfects his dot, he can see all things as one. And remember, what is the consciousness of dot? That is the consciousness of Mashiach. The consciousness of dot is the connection of Mashiach itself. This is why, and he gives a great example. It says the reason why when, you, when you're trying to, you can't see something, you're trying to look at something, let's say you're trying to look at a license plate or look at something really far away, the first thing you do is you squint. You can't see it. You have to squint sometimes. Why do we squint? You know, you're, at a, you know, you're at a game or you, whatever. Sometimes you have to squint to, to see something really focused. Why squinting? You should open up your eyes more. Squinting, because if in order for me to... to to look at something beyond, something much, much bigger, I have to close my eyes. It's a great analogy. We have, sometimes you have to close your eyes to look at that. Rab Nachman connects vision to dot. When a person observes some object or event, the information in the eyes, he gets a, a reflected light. So I, there's a concept of a direct light and there's a concept of reflected light. What's happening is, when we're not handling our situations properly, and we resist, or we go into anxiety, then there's no reflected light. You understand? Because there's no looking. Looking means when I can look at something, I, when, I look up, when I look above, above looks at me. I can create. This is why the concept of, of the man, and the Jews in Egypt, there was one thing. They, were, they always had to look up to heaven. The same thing with the, with the snake, when they sinned with the snake or the slander. Before what happens, they, were getting, they got bit by the snake because they slandered. What was the rectification? Looking up. Looking up is the rectification. And looking up practically for us, what that means is not, not see, the situation is not good. Is it good that you lost the ring? No, it's not good. You can't say to somebody, it's good. It's good that you got sick. But you can find the good in it eventually. You will see the good in it. Right now you can't see it. But eventually you will see the good in it. That is the message that we need to take in our lives. Instead of right away saying, this is bad. No, it's, there's no it's, this is parv. It's not dairy, it's not meat. It's parv. I have no, my dot is, my, 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 my mind is not giving me that awareness right now. For the essence of looking is awareness. Knowing that the nature of the object is being served. Knowledge is in the mind. Because when a person wishes to know an object, he has to be able to bring that object back. So this is practically what we're trying to do is we're going through a difficult situation. You're trying to find out, we're, we're always trying to find out rationally why, but what we should do, the first thing to do, is close your eyes in, in Amuna. Amuna is letting go. Letting go through surrendering. Surrendering that there's a greater picture going on. 
that is what, what our practical tool that we need to do. And you need to have, you need to, the person needs to go into surrender mode constantly. And what, how do you do that? You close your eyes on a much bigger picture. You can, a practical way could be you remember difficult times that you went through and you originally gave it the wrong meaning and you close your eyes and then you recognize, and then at the end of the day, it ended up becoming very good. So there's many things that you looked at terribly that there was blessings afterwards. And how did you get there? So sometimes the past, a positive way to go into the past is going to the past where that worked out, where you had the wrong meaning and, 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 and you surrendered properly and you got a good outcome. So it's always happening like, like that to ours. And then, and, and the reason why also, let me explain to you the reason why your creator gives you pain in general. He gives you pain also because if you didn't have pain, if I didn't have, when a person goes to the dentist, he's not going to be able to open up his eyes and watch him get drilled. He has to close his eyes. Because if I don't, the only way I will close my eyes, which surrendering is closing your eyes, is by having pain. Otherwise, why would I close my eyes? That means if I'm going through a relationship and everything's great in my life, I would never close my eyes for any reason. What's there to surrender? Surrender gets me to, to close my eyes and see everything as one. But if I see everything right now is great, why would I surrender? So there's a risk always when we don't have pain in life. There's a risk of us becoming very spiritually stagnant and getting too caught up in this world. So sometimes your creator has to give you a little, a little check. Check. Hey, remember, you're, this is not the world. This is not Alam Hazeh. Remember, there's pain in this world. There's pain in this world. Don't, don't, don't live in this world. Don't desensitize yourself to only money and this. There's pain. So he gives you a, uh, gives you a flat tire here and there one, once in a while. So you remember, by the way, don't check out. Remember where, remember where you're at. Only then will you be able to see and grasp the light of the ultimate goal, which is good. Then suffering is not a problem. Do you understand? It's okay. It's okay. So, so, welcome, welcome. So suffering is nullified again. Where is suffering nullified? Suffering is nullified when a person focuses on the tachlis. Tachlis is seeing the name Yudke Vavke and Elohim as one. Not seeing the separation. Remember, when you're angry, you're, you're, seeing, you're not seeing oneness. Because you would see, you would have no anger. When you see, when somebody upsets you and you recognize, well, that's, I have something inside of me that, that needs to be fixed. Then there's, nothing, there's no bad feeling. The only thing, any time you're bad, is when you take pain and you take situations in your life personally and you don't see it as one. And that is the concept of emunah. That's the concept of emunah. is not seeing the good. It's seeing yurke vavke and elokim as one. That is really, that is seeing it. It's a much higher level because otherwise I, will, I cannot see the good, but it forces me to close my eyes. Rav Nachman says here, he says a person needs to get into the habit of closing his eyes completely. Since even, even in any situation, he has to close his eyes. When a person's focus is on the tachlis, he'll see everything is good. His suffering will disappear. This is because in God's master plan, suffering is a catalyst for bringing a person, person closer to the ultimate purpose. At such, the ultimate good, when a person's dot is, when a person doesn't see good, is only because his consciousness is clouded. That's why he's seeing the suffering. Perfect dot is a, is a feature of the world to come. 
For example, a good stockbroker, a good trader, doesn't look at the market when it goes down and sees, oh my God, this is terrible. He says, wow, what a great time to buy. But another person could see the stock market, a stock going down, flipping out, you know, I'm going to lose everything. I'm going to go into fear. I need to sell. Why are you doing this to me? You can see two people completely have a different reaction to a stock going down. Not everybody has the same reaction to a stock going down. One person has that and knows this is part of life. It can't go up all the time. The market has to take a breath. This is an opportunity for its symptom. This is the time to buy. This is actually an opportunity in the darkness. Another person says, why is this happening to me? I spent all my money, I put it in the market, why are you punishing God? So you can see one person's suffering is only because of his consciousness is, is taken away from him. So you need to understand the concept, why, why do we need prayer so much? And not just intelligence. Because you, when you pray, you humble yourself and you get into, you cannot get into bittle or surrender through rationally. You can't do it rationally. You can't do it through Torah. You can only doing it through closing your eyes and seeing everything as one and feeling God's love and feeling everything in your life, etc. And this is why, you know, sometimes God gives you the greatest, greatest solutions in life. But you have to go into Bittal. You will not get the answer until you surrender. And if you have a hard time with control, you're going to have a hard time with surrendering. You're going to have a hard time with surrendering. So this is where the area of our lives, those who control a lot, those who work on constant control, needing control, needing certainty. Needing, and this is what society, you could just see what happened with COVID. You know, just come, if you would have went to my rehab center in COVID, they were, they were laughing at you. Nobody wore a mask, nobody cared. Because they're, they're living in a different world. But the people that wanted, because they already know life is not controllable. They were just in a different, but the people that their lives were like cookie cutters, everything had to be perfect. And it's funny how, the majority of people who didn't care about it it didn't affect them so much okay they got sick but they were but the people that were so controlling again we're not saying every case is different but in general when you live a life where you okay it is what it is you don't seek to control you don't seek to control and this is the the sin of Chava what Chava brought into the world was was this concept of ego control I will rule this is why Rav Nachman tells us all the time the solution for disorder is going back to order. And going back to order is going back to humility. Rav Nachman addresses Bittal in Lesson 52. He's saying that there's no way you can fix any of your attributes or any of your negative traits unless you completely nullify yourself to God. And that is by closing your mind, closing your eyes and saying, this is good, this is good, this is good. I, I believe you, I trust you, but I don't understand you. You understand? I trust you, but I don't understand you. That is going into that is going into bittel. When a person goes into bittel, when a person gives himself wholly to God, he makes himself transparent. Then there's no there, the, the whole point is when there is no resistance and you see everything is good. There's no room for the yitzhara. There's no room, and he gives us a beautiful analogy. He gives us a, a beautiful analogy, and he says just like a seed. In order for a seed to go into the ground, the seed has to completely decompose. It has to completely rotten. It has to lose its identity. And then afterwards, once it comes into the ground, then it can grow. Then it can grow. So ourselves also, when we're going through a situation, you have to nullify yourself into the ground. Make yourself like nothing. Pretend you're like that seed. Completely 
remove your identity, whatever you know, whatever you think you know, whatever meaning you know, and you have to completely absorb yourself in the ground, the ground itself. You have to understand, you were born from the ground and you're gonna be buried in the ground. So anytime you hang around the ground, you're gonna be okay. But anytime the air, the ideas, the meanings, the, your, own, your own chachmot, your own ideas, you think you know everything, that will not allow you to what? To surrender. Because you're thinking surrender means giving up. Many people, they'll tell you the craziest things. We'll ask them, why do you worry so much? Well, I'm afraid if I stop, if I stop worrying, something bad is going to happen. Do you understand the mentality people have? If I stop worrying, something bad is going to happen. It's actually the worrying that's causing the bad thing to happen. If I, I can't just, I feel like I'm negligent if I let go. Do you understand? But what, I thought, what's going to happen if you surrender? You're going to just, you're going to pass away? You're going to die? You're just going to go into air? What are you going to do? If you keep on surrendering, people are just so afraid to surrender because they're afraid they're, if they're so surrender so much, they're just going to disappear. Have you heard of a one person disappearing? This person disappeared because he surrendered so much. What happens is when you surrender, the more you surrender, the higher the consciousness you get. The more you see everything as oneness, the more you see love, the more you see nothing but love. That is the whole point. The problem is not going there, not going into the ground because of our insecurities and our, our, our thing. But that's what Ramach Rama, was telling you this. So I'm telling my wife, listen, you have to just, you have to surrender. You have to surrender to a place where it's good. Like I told you, it's not good, but you have to find the good. And that can give you, a, that should give you a little bit, that at least takes the batteries out of the ego of fighting the situation. It's better to say, I don't understand it, than to say, this is bad. Don't say this is bad. Just say, I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't understand. And that, that itself is a, is, a, is, a, is a good response because that at least does not cause more suffering. And, and, and that's not going to wake you. You don't need another wake-up call. When I say, I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't understand, Hashem. That's, that's, a, that's a realistic response. And you, you're meeting your creator exactly where you are. Clearly created the world. You have taken my awareness away from me and I hopefully you'll give it back to me <laughs> and then you can dance in joy you know Reb Nachman, what, Reb Nachman, what Reb Nachman used to do he would purposely celebrate when there would be decrees in town do you understand the logic here imagine there's a decree that they're going to take every one of your children in the Cantonese army and he would be dancing and clapping <laughs> I mean, talk about completely being into bittle or sometimes he would laugh at things when he was going through a very tough time. He would just laugh. He would laugh. Why do you think the Breslovers are a little kooky? Do you understand why we're a little kooky? Because we're not, we don't want to control it. We know how to get rid of din. They're, they're not, everybody else thinks they're kooky, but we think everybody else is kooky. That's the problem. We think everybody else is nuts. The guy sitting there worrying and anxious about every little issue that's happening to him, that's the kooky person. Not, not a person who could let go and laugh and, rec- and see that God's love and everything. So who's the cookie? Who's the crazy one? The guy worrying all the time or the guy saying, oh, well, you don't care about your life? No, I, I can't control everything. It's not, it's not in my hands. It's not in my hands. If it's not in my hands, if it's out of your hands, get it out of your head. If it's out of your hands, get it out of your head. I have practiced this many times and I've seen nothing but great results after that. It's only the, when you're suffering, you have to recognize, create the world, I'm suffering because I'm lacking the dot. 
pray for that. Don't pray for the situation to be fixed. Pray for you to have the dot to see the good in the situation because sometimes that situation is needed. Sometimes that situation is needed in your life to teach you a lesson. Then what happens? You never learn lessons in life and you can't grow. So you have, otherwise what happens? That lesson is going to come back to you again. The, the situation is, the, is to really pray for the dot in that situation. Say, I don't understand. Create the world. Schedule a time to pray for dot. And that's how you get there. And then he says, when the conscious mind returns from the state of transcendence to the brain in the seat of consciousness, the mentalities are unable. So this is, what, this is a very, very important concept of what he's saying here. Sometimes when you're trying to go into surrender mode and you say, I don't understand, it's not going to be one time you're going to be able to do this. This is a war. Because any time the other side sees you, remember, any time you're going through din itself, Right now, you lose a ring, you, you get into a car accident, you lose money. It, this is not a, a chesed. It's really a tzedek. It's, it's really justice. Justice is happening. There's something in heaven that happened. There's a justice that needs to take place. The justice is the money, the this, the situation. So that's not really a time of, that's not really a time of chesed. It's not a time of chesed because then you would never have the situation. So this is where your mind is going to play a trick on you your mind is going to play a trick on you of saying, okay, this is good. I know this is good. I know Hashem is only good. No, no, it's not. <laughs> like we said many times, going back to the rational mind is going to be that fight. That's what he's saying here. He compares it to like a wrestler. A wrestler. And the minute you start making a move, he comes back at you. So it's normal when you're trying to surrender and going into a mooner mode, and you're saying, you know, I see only thing good. I know this is good. And then your mind like, no, this is, what are you talking about? This is not good. You're being ridiculous. You have to fight that. You're going to have to fight that. It's not going to be a one-time thing. Because remember, like, like David Hawkins says, any time that we're trying to surrender and we can't surrender, it's because there's still a doubt of insecurity in that. There's still a doubt. There's still some stuff that needs to be surrendered. There's still some fear. You will feel good and you'll see it's everything's good when there's absolutely no fear in that situation. That's how you'll know that there's absolutely no fear in that situation when you can finally get there. So our job is really to constantly work on, 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 on surrendering, surrendering, surrendering. And the best way to surrender is very simple. Close your eyes to say there's a place where everything is good. That's really elevating. It's more of an elevating. But you do have to go into the ground and to nullify yourself. Nullify yourself is nullify your head. Rav Nachman may, many times told his students before you come to me, lose everything you have. Because <laughs> you have to sometimes unlearn to learn. And this is something that we don't really re- recognize or understand that. That's what he's saying here. In the context of this lesson, Rabbi Nachman experiences suffering that seeks to nullify himself before God. He, there's, there's forces of justice that are seeking, that want the guy to, to pay the tzedek. And this is why another, another good thing to do when you, anytime you're going through a suffering or situation, you want, remember, your tzedek itself, the word tzedek means justice. And there's a pasuk that says, God loves Israel, but he also loves tzedek. It's not fair, for example, let's say 10 people are on the line. And all of a sudden you get an inspiration to be a good person or to be kind. And next thing you know what, you're gonna skip the line? No, you have to wait in line also. There has to be a, there has to be a mishpat. A mishpat is justice for, for what you did. 
It can't just be, okay, you woke up and decided to be a nice guy, let me change the world for you. No, now we have to say, just like people, it's funny, people in recovery, okay, now they stop using. What, all of a sudden they're citizens of the world, they're great? No, you have to go back to the third step, fourth step, go forgive everybody you harmed. So now, now is when the guy becomes a regular person to society, but he still has to go and fix all the messes that he made. That's what all the steps are about, going back and fixing this, and fixing that, and fixing that. So you can see it's a process. One way to, to go through this is to give sedaka. Sedek, if you add the hay, it's sedaka. It turns into sedaka. So when you're going through a, a, a situation where there's money involved, health involved, sedaka takes the sedek, and and you can actually add the hay. So it's actually you can. There's a it's a it's a it's a thing that you could do by giving. You could because at the time, what do you need at that time? Anytime a person's in sedek, anytime a person's in justice, what does he need? What does he need? He needs mercy. So he has to create a situation to give mercy. So he has to give away sadaka money, which is mercy. Because and then he gets mercy and he gets the consciousness in that situation. So we always give sadaka, we do good acts, we do things. Because at the end of the day, anytime we're in sadik, we are anytime we're in that mode, we are missing what? The awareness of why we're going through that. So it forces you to get outside yourself, give that tzedakah, and then you give the tzedakah, you'll end up, that whatever judgment is, it will be sweetened. We cannot escape judgment, guys. We have to understand. We cannot escape judgment. We say many times, nobody's ever asking, everybody's asking why when bad things happen, but nobody's asking when good things happen. Why me? I've yet to hear one person say, creator of the world, why me? Why am I being so blessed? I, I, I don't... <laughs> if you take the uh, a thousand to one people, how many people say, why am I being so blessed every day? I don't understand it. I can't understand why I keep on receiving more money. I can't understand why I'm receiving so much, so much chesed in my life. Nobody understands it. Nobody understands it. And this is, this is where we have to recognize that. So another solution is, before you go into surrender, give tzedakah. Because then the, 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 the process is much faster. The process is much faster. What we don't want to do is give energy to the other side, to din, to justice, and that's by complaining, complaining, being angry. Anything you do to go against that, you're just causing the problem to become much, much worse. What you need to do is you need to get into the solution by sweetening it through charity and going into surrender and seeing everything as one. And that is real, ultimately the only, only real way that you're going to have. Not only will you come out of this situation, but you'll come out of there as a... You, why do people feel good when they give charity and when they handle the situation well and they come out of it? It's because they handle the situation well. And when you handle the situation well, what, what happens is, is he now gives you... This is where people are missing the, People are missing this. What I, and this is why I constantly stress this. You know, when you're going through a... Tr- I, I, I have a game plan. I already have a strategy book for pretty much every situation. If I have an argument with my wife, this strategy. If I have an issue in business, this strategy. I have a strategy pretty much, plug and play, for pretty much every situation in my life. Because I've learned that. That's called wisdom. When you handle situations well, you get wisdom. Don't look at all these situations as bad for you. It's wisdom at the end of the day. It's wisdom. <laughs> at the end of the day, it's all wisdom. Don't look, you're looking at it the wrong way. Because now that you paid the price for that wisdom, that wisdom is now going to be able to help you in other things. 
But if you're looking at everything as bad, 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 then you're not, you don't have the wisdom to now apply it to a new formula. And, and that's where when we, we get the same lessons. Why do we get those same lessons? Until, why do we get the same exact lessons over and over? It's because we, ha- we don't have the wisdom yet to handle it. How many, you know, how many times did we get the, the lesson on not criticizing your spouse? That cost a lot of sp- That was a major price, but that, we didn't get that on the first shot. We got that afterwards. So the same thing, the same thing. We have to recognize that everything God, it, it will be good. It will be good, but in the present moment, you can't see it that because you, the, your awareness is taken away from you and that's where your job is really not to fix the situation. That means anytime, remember, you're trying to just fix the situation without dealing with the undermined issue of the awareness of why your creator put you through that situation, it's not going to really solve the case. If we come to our creator with a broken toy and say, creator of the world, you broke the toy, fix it. That does not fix the whole purpose of you suffering and going through trial, etc., etc. Hashem help us all, though. We should all know how to surrender and close our eyes. We need to close our eyes more. That's the bottom line. And see, everything is good, and that process, it takes time, but the worst thing you can do is complain, resist it, not be happy with this, God forbid, depression, sadness, that just, all that does is it adds, it adds what? Fuel to the fire. Madame adds fuel to the fire. If you take, Joe Dispenza said it black and white. He says, if you take a case of most trauma victims, 50% of the story that they're telling you, it's not even real. 50% happened, 50% did not happen. So imagine now, mourning a, situ- a story that didn't really take place 100%. So now you're just adding fuel to the fire. Adding fuel to the fire. Let him help us all. Have a great day. Great share.